0: Welcome to the SSI Executive Conversations podcast, hosted by Darwin Schurig, CEO of Schurig Solutions Incorporated. Today, Darwin hosts Larry Kaufman, also known as LinkedIn Larry. On this episode, Darwin and Larry talk about Larry's book, The NCG Factor, ways for leaders to build relationships with their teams, and the concept of being a living legacy.
1: Well, I am extremely excited uh, to welcome uh, our guest speaker today to the SSI Executive Conversations podcast sponsored by Concise Engineering today and my good friend Mr. Bushko but Larry Kaufman is the best selling author of the NCG factor uh, amazing book uh, I really appreciated it a formula for building life changing relationships from college to retirement it really benefits any aspect of your life depending on where you're at in your life so Larry's a connector he's he's a huge giver which was a big aspect of what immediately I appreciate it about him. And he's a rainmaker who lives his life to help others succeed. Uh, Larry currently is the regional managing director for the Midwest region at Jefferson Wells, which is a a manpower group company. He's a senior level sales and operations leader, has been a globally published speaker. He's known throughout many places as LinkedIn Larry uh, and a trainer on LinkedIn for 15 years. So Larry's an investor. He's an advisor to a few companies and he supports various national and local charities. So. Big Heart of Giving and Charity. Larry resides in a Chicago suburb with his wife and two children. Uh, so without further ado, I'm so grateful for your time, Larry, and, and coming on and sharing with our audience. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for having me, Darwin. It's fantastic to be here. Great to see you again. It was better in person, but I'll, yes. I'll, ta- I'll take it virtually today.
1: Awesome. Well, I'm so grateful for you, your kindness to share your gifts and your time you know, with our audience. And so you know, before I go into the first question, I mean, I had the opportunity to meet you in person in San Diego, and I I just want to sort of set this up from a standpoint that, you know, our we talk every day here at SSI about bringing others value, you know, candidates and and companies bringing them value every single day. And we support five charities now, and charity is a huge part of, of who I am. And, you know, our mission statement is to help people grow and create advancement opportunities, but building companies that are bringing positive products to patients and then supporting the charities. But when I met larry and then i got to hear more about ncg who he is it was extremely impactful for me because it really made me realize that there's certain areas in my life personally that i was leaving uh there was more on the table that could be could be done and um so i hope people this is a little bit different guest on the podcast you know a lot of things are specifically for us in medical pharma life sciences Uh, but we want to bring as much value as possible and i think that this resonates with every company because we do a lot of education on why companies succeed, why they fail in the industry. And I think this is a great opportunity to bring value uh, personally and professionally. So number one, Larry, you know, NCG Factor. Again, I thought it was an incredible book. There's people on our team now that are reading it. I believe it's an opportunity for anyone to bring more value to all their relationships. So why did you originally write the NCG Factor?
0: I wrote the book because I I think that at least for myself, I felt so focused on Larry yeah. and, you know, and I, I wanted to make a shift and I really, I really thought about this for a number of years that, you know, I reflected on my my life in college and that it was focused on Larry and it wasn't, (laughs) wasn't focused on other people. Right. And, you know, I, and I, you know, you start to have children going to college you start to have a different lens. And so I I wrote the book with the intentions of helping kids going to college, going through college, and then kind of entering the workforce and how to help them think about other people and foster relationships and become more giving and become uh, connectors. And and so I was going down that path and then I had a shift and decided that I could help people early career, mid-career, late career, into retirement. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I really went down that path and, and honestly, I I always have to say this, you know, why did I write the book? I wrote the book because my wife told me I had to write it because I was procrastinating (laughs) about writing a book and she really pressed me. And I like to tell the story that I've made horrible investments in startups that have went nowhere and my wife said, stop investing in those startups going nowhere and investing yourself and wow. write a book. So she is awesome. So I give her the plug. I have to do it.
1: Well, I bet you're, I, I would love to meet your wife. Uh, I bet she's absolutely amazing and she is. what a great, it's so smart because there's a lot of parallels to kind of what, what I've done in my life and what you just said about, you know, being focused on Larry, um, You know, we all have we're we're all products, you know, in a sense of our environment, our childhood and, um, you know, broken in different ways. Right. And so I I think for me, really being able to uh, be present in the moment and bring more value to people at a personal level, that's what really hit me when I met you, because I'm like, okay, I'm doing things at higher levels and I want to bring value to to other people. But sometimes your own insecurities, um, if you look at things through the wrong lens you miss opportunities. And so I've really made a concerted effort since that time on planes and everything. I'd be more likely to go, you know, you know, hopefully they don't like the book I'm reading. So maybe they, they won't talk to me. And I know that sounds crazy, but when you're, when you're interacting with people all the time and then sometimes, um, and now I'm, I've totally changed the mind shift after I met you and then read the book. Cause I'm like, no, I want to give, I want to give more to people personally, not just, you know, the small things as well as the big things. But, Um, so we do a great, I mentioned this earlier, we do a great deal of market-based education on why businesses succeed, succeed and fail. I mean, it's incredible. Three of the top five reasons all tie into what we, we do. And so we've, you know, we've grown over eight years. We've got, we're at outcomes and analytics driven company. We're doing some really cool things. We do two or three things in the industry that nobody is doing. Um, and I want to bring more information to the ecosystem so people can, if, the, if, if, ever, if other companies are healthier, it's good for all of us. Right. And I, and I think it kind of philosophically we align like that. But um, why are the principles of the NCG factor, from your perspective, important to a company culture, which I think culture is critical?
0: Well, I, I appreciate that. and I like how you've had a shift after hearing me speak. I know you're innovative in your business and, and adding NCG to that mix uh, can only make you better. And I agree, it's for the, the greater good, you know, across companies. And I, I think y- your culture improves if it's, again, not just about you. Yeah. And about others and taking the moment to get to know your your teams. And because we're impacted by things, you know, internally here at our companies and externally. And I think if we afford ourselves as givers, and connectors and learn about some of the struggles that we face, you know, especially post-pandemic. And, you know, I think we're much more compassionate today than we ever were. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that that creates a culture shift when you think about fostering relationships with your teams and being there for them. And I tell my my teams, look, something's going on personally, you know, on the home front, anything I could be helpful with. Uh, if it's it could be medical needs, it could be, yeah. could just be emotional support. It, it really, you know, I've made phone calls where people were a bit challenged and had some some family health struggles, but I think it's just fostering those relationships changes everything, Darwin, and that that impacts the culture.
1: I, I had to piggyback off of that because of what you just said. We we I do believe we we have more empathy, but as you know, as a clinician and, you know, getting to see a little bit of the middle of that in the pandemic, in the ICUs and, you know, suicides are up, depression's up, drug abuse is up. We've also at the same time been more isolated in many cases than we've been before. And and I I think from a school standpoint, I mean, you look at the data, you know, it's it's affected children in, in a lot of different ways. And so from the same standpoint, I think this is needed more than ever. Because yes, we do have more empathy, but we need to be—we need to be even more human, I think, than ever in terms of reaching out to people and when people need help and being aware that somebody is struggling. Because we never know what somebody else is dealing with.
0: Totally agree.
1: So I think that's another reason why, and that's another reason why I wanted to have you on here because uh, a big part of how we help companies is cre- through talent management strategies is, is creating, first of all, delineating between cultural fit and the skill set. Because if you're a 12 out of 10 in any functional category, but you're not coachable, low emotional intelligence, like you probably shouldn't hire them. And if they're a five out of 10, but everybody would love to hang out with them and invite them to the barbecue, but they don't have the skills then you probably shouldn't hire them. So helping companies really differentiate that and make sure that they're, they're, they're grading that differently, I think is extremely important because if a personal why matches the mission statement of the company, then you're more likely to have higher employee annual uh, employee engagement, less wasted resources, and and be more profitable. Um, and so I think NCG ties right along with that, uh, it, it really at ev- every level. Um, because then, if you have better in, uh, annual employee uh, in, in, in engagement, and you have you know career ladders and things of that nature, you can really create a scenario where people are driving the culture as well. Um, so. You call yourself a life transformer. Um, I messed that up in our original messaging. I don't, I, I, I think people will appreciate this. So I wasn't going to say this, but I originally, I was, Siri does not like me. I didn't think my linguistics were that bad, but apparently she doesn't understand what I'm saying most of the time. And I said this to Larry that he was a wife transformer. So um, I'm sure his wife appreciates that. And he quickly made sure to let me know that, that she was a transformer, not him but that really resonated with me. So, you know, why do you call yourself that? I, I absolutely believe that's what you are, but m- maybe you can share a little bit more insight there.
0: Well, do you ever have meetings, Darwin, where client, someone you're networking with, said, you know what, this meeting, you've asked everything about me, I don't know anything about you. Yeah, And, absolutely. and th- those are phenomenal meetings, whether it's with a client, prospect, trusted advisor, Friend peer. it doesn't matter. So uh, the reason i I put my my label as a life transformer, not wife transformer <laughs> is because I, I like to impact people's lives. and the only way I could do it is by having them tell me more about themselves personally, right. professionally. We are so quick to go to professional business and, and you know definitely in the recruitment world, the executive search world, you do learn about people, and it's you have a fine line, right? You can only go so far from a personal standpoint, but things are visible in people's LinkedIn's pro, LinkedIn profiles, and some transition to the resume that you could get to know people, uh, what their outside interests are, philanthropically or other. And so, the more that I learn about people, uh, you know, I become a life transformer because I may hear something about themselves, that they're trying to accomplish, what they're trying to do, who they're trying to meet, or if it's, again, a family health issue or someone struggling to get a job, and I can help their child get into medical school, which I did for someone, Wow, that's becoming a life transformer. And it's great to just get that phone call weeks and weeks later, I just got to call you and tell you what you did. And the introduction you made led to my son getting into medical school, how you do that. That's, that's a whole nother podcast. I was going to say That's right. we,
1: there's another podcast there,
0: but I want to transform lives. I want, because that's part of my, you know, my living legacy to do that. And so I focus on that every single week.
1: Yes. I think that's awesome. And that is, that's something that totally resonates with what our mission statement is here and why we've started to add the education based marketing uh, on how companies succeed and fail, because 70% of companies across all industries don't make it 10 years. And when you look at in our world of of medical, like tech, take quality, for instance, um, the average FDA warning letter for a company is $5 million. And that doesn't count all the costs. If they get an FDA warning letter, the entire industry is like 6 billion per year. And there's always one company within the 10 year in the 10 year period every year where their stock drops 10 percent. So obviously it's not good financially. But when you go back and look at the reasons why uh, for for warning letters, it all comes back to wrong talent, wrong leadership or people, you know, maybe cut corners because they were under a certain amount of pressure to get the design controls for that product because they already had, you know, commercial number launch numbers tied into the P&L or they just were fraudulent, or they used the product for the wrong indicated reason that it was supposed to be, maybe to make more money, for example. So, um, helping companies understand how important culture is to the personal why, and then creating a culture, and I think NCG goes right along this, that you're, you're focused on other people, and that you really buy into what the mission is and what you're trying to do, because if you're trying to bring value to other people, that all I believe that all comes back tenfold. And so... We have absolutely wanted to help people with, uh, you know, that's why our numbers are, you know, 94% of our offers being accepted over eight years, 53% of those candidates promoted within 24 months. And then they stay a third longer than industry average for retention. So we want people to go places that they are going to be happy. And if they do, and then if they're engaged, they do well, they're probably going to get promoted. So I think NCG just, it takes it even deeper into the, you know, the, in the infrastructure of the culture and can bring even more value. So.
0: I like it, I, I, I agree. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. um, OK, so you have a quote that you shared in a presentation when, when we when I met you in San Diego, which was just a uh, shout out to the Pinnacle Society, which I'm honored and humbled to be a part of. Uh, they just do the great job of the people they bring in. And so that's where I had the opportunity to meet Larry um, and it really resonated with me. So maybe you can share that quote and the backstory on, where, on why you share this in your particular uh, keynote or your keynote you. when you speak. Yeah, thank you. No, yeah.
0: Shout out to Alan Fisher and the Pinnacle Society. Uh, awesome, incredible group of people, especially you. And <laughs> so, yeah, my, my quote is, if you lead with yourself, you will leave with yourself. Yeah. And yes. You know, I, I talk about how this applies to dating <laughs> and and business. Right. Because it's kind of the you know, show up and throw up. If you had a meeting where that other person just spoke the entire time and you didn't get a word in edgewise, you know, about yourself, you were asking questions about them, and then they kept talking, and they never asked anything about you. And so on a date that happens, and I hear those horror stories. <laughs> in the business world, it happens too that people just maybe ego and maybe nervousness—I don't know—but if you if you step back and don't lead with yourself in that meeting, and you get to know Darwin and Darwin's family and where he's from and what he likes, and hey, I saw this in your profile. And this is really cool about your business. And and hopefully Darwin will come Darwin will come back and go, Larry, I did some research on you. I gotta ask you about this. Right. And and so I don't see it happening all the time. And I, I could say this past week I spoke with two people. They don't know I actually could have turned off my camera and just just sat there and jumped in at the end, said, Hey, it was great to meet you. They wouldn't have noticed because they didn't ask anything. About me.
1: Right. So, one thing I'll share that you shared with me that I found wow, it really made me think differently. There, there were several things, but which, by the way, I, I, that brought up the fact that nobody in Pinnacle knew that I was a respiratory therapist. And you asked that question and stumped everybody,
0: which was awesome.
1: So, <laughs> we'll see if they remember the next Pinnacle meeting. But anyway, <laughs> anyway that was pretty funny. So one of the things you talked about was, you know, having your LinkedIn, who you're connected to, having that open to other people or not. And so, you know, as a, as a recruiting firm, I'd never owned a business before, never been a recruiter before. Um, and in the recruiting world, you talked about getting to know other people. Well, it's very, you know, 180 billion dollar industry, but there's a lot of different ways to do things. Sometimes it can. I always felt like it was very transactional. My experiences in the past. So I, even the idea of doing this was like. Wasn't really exciting to me until I learned more and thought about it. And thought, you know what? Guess what? I don't have to do the things that we can work hard not to do the things that I didn't like that recruiters did because there's only so much time. And then, you know, how you, get, how you get to know people. But that I was told early on, oh, you definitely don't let people have access to who you're connected to because they'll go see who your, who your clients are and they'll still your clients. That's what my recollection of when I first started eight years ago. I was like, okay, like I don't know what I'm doing. So, all right, I won't give access. And so I never really thought about that. And you, you talked about that and I was like, well, I don't give access. And I was like, and then I thought, yeah, he's right. That makes no sense at all. And what do I care? Go, if you think you can do a better job than us or whatever, I'm not going to worry about that. So after that, I opened it up and now every chance I get, I'm like, Hey, go in, pick five to 10 people. If, if, if I can introduce you to them. And so I just thought that was, that was really cool. And it definitely resonated with me. Um, so I don't know if you have anything follow up on that or I'll go into my next question.
0: No, I, I, I appreciate that. No, I think I think that your LinkedIn account is your LinkedIn account. The, the company being right. paid for a membership, it's still your LinkedIn account and your profile. And if you are sensitive and you you feel you got to close out your network, it's designed as a networking tool. And I think you're right. My feeling is anyone in there, if they're a client, well, they, they like you, Darwin. You've created a strong relationship. Now piling in NCG, you'll never lose that client, right? But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Try to take the the clients. It's right. It's not the intent and you let people into your network that you typically know like and trust or to some degree. But you know, I I think you know this tool is meant to be about networking and connecting. And I think you close your network, you know, are you really using the full you know, LinkedIn capability, I don't think so, and the value. So, but yeah, thanks for sharing that. I Well, I
1: agree with you. And that was, again, that was one of those things that was like, yes, like I, I need to make that mental shift because now, you know, I've, ha- I've had a couple of different people and they're like, wow, like I really appreciate that. Like, hey, seriously, if I can help you, because at the end of the day, it all comes back around tenfold. And why would I care if anybody looks at it? I'd never really thought about it because it, it hadn't come up. But it's like, why would I be worried about kind of competing if somebody saw who I'm connected to, right? You're, if you're bringing value and you're doing your best for other people, um, you're not going to have to worry about who you're partnering with, who you're not. Um, so how, So when you think about uh, leadership, I mean, my gosh, again, why businesses succeed and why businesses fail. We focus on three of the five because, you know, helping people raise capital, not really in our wheelhouse um, or, you know, some of the financial aspects. Um, But every, it doesn't matter how far you go back in terms of mission and vision, company alignments, always in there in terms of the leadership and then hiring the wrong people. Those three things are always in there. So um, I think leadership is so vitally important. And How should leaders build relationships with their teams and create team cultures so that not just people in their culture, I think, Not just the people in the team want to be a part of it, but other teams that you interact with cross-functionally want to emulate that.
0: No, that's. I mean, that's a good question. I I think it ties back a little bit to what I I discussed before, but I I know like for one thing that I do is when I meet with some of my direct reports, I have an agenda item would be, how is Darwin? Tell me what's going on with Darwin. A lot of us just go into, you know, maybe an agenda. And I, I like to set an agenda, but as leaders, you know, we probably don't, a lot of us don't incorporate, how are you doing? Right. Especially, you know, post pandemic, how are you doing? Tell tell me what's going on with you. How, How are things going in the role? Tell me what's happening on the home front. Oh, we just did this. My kids did that. Any vacations planned? And, and you may learn something that's going on. Oh yeah. You know, this is happening. Oh, or my my child is trying to do that, my sister this, my father that. So it's interesting if you incorporate that. Uh, it's it's something that I think helps to open up dialogue and, and developing a deeper relationship. And and you hope that word gets out that hey, this is what Larry does, and he really you know fosters relationships, and he's there, and he he puts himself out there, and so. I think it's some of your messaging to your teams and what you share as a leader. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not all business, and you have to look at the times we're in. uh, You know, a particular time of the year, down economy, right? That's tough. And and being empathetic. And so I, I think we're just all about business, and then you know you have to you have to go move back a little bit and think about okay, how are people being impacted by working virtually or. I know this is going on with someone's family and to be more understanding, compassionate. So I think that's how you build deeper relationships, better culture with your, your teams.
1: And I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be a little bit vulnerable, relevant to that, relevant to our company here. I mean, we, we, you know, we, we built over $2 million last year. We've grown the last three years pretty extensively, doubled in revenue, grew by 80%. Again, this has been a tough year for us too. Um, grateful that it's been picking up for the last two, three months. But in terms of what you just said, um, you know, the way I scaled certain things really wasn't healthy. Um, and it got a little bit, it got frenetic, you know, the pace and, and sort of the focus and that all of the things, those things that happened, I'm, I'm actually very grateful for, because now it's very much different around here, you know, because we really focus on the vital few it's more about you know not being fast paced and how's everybody doing and and sort of that culture is a lot calmer than maybe it was the last two years as we were scaling and growing and i think that everybody here senses it um and talks about it and and i think appreciates it but i think to your point what you just talked about is you know being real and understanding where people are at and uh We all work, we spend more time at work than we do with our families sometimes. But at the end of the day, we're doing that for our families and um, nobody's just a a number or, uh, you know, hitting a goal or whatever it is. I agree. Legacy, you know, what we should have done, we should have had a a guest appearance by Michael Pietrich from from Pinnacle and his book, which is phenomenal. you owe me if you see this. You need to give me a, you know some money or something or buy me a cup of coffee or whatever. But his book's phenomenal. Um, it's a great book in so many different aspects for kids, but every parent, every adult should read it too because it's about nobility and honor and uh, not being you know not letting your fears overcome you. It's a really really neat book. But uh, as you know, discussed in your book, can you give us some perspective on legacy? From your thoughts why that is important and really and i love you you said this at the conference how to become more indispensable and that impacted me too thinking about that from from your your family your lo- loved ones just not not just just from a work standpoint well
0: and i appreciate that i you know i have not read that book but i will <laughs> say i will not say not i like talking about your,
1: it. not to take away from your no, report,
0: Hey, I'm not here to promote. I, I just want to share things that will help other people. And I think legacy, there's two forms of legacy, right? You have your living legacy while you're here and you have the other legacy while you're gone. So okay. I got a book. Okay. So there's a book. There's a book. So when I'm gone, the book is there. Okay. Right. 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 But while I'm here, how, how can I help others change and impact their living legacy? Because a lot of us work really hard a lot of us put a lot of hours a lot of your clients a lot of the people you place into roles yourselves and and so are you doing anything to impact your living legacy some of us are great parents and you know where we do a lot for other people you know maybe just you know taking people uh, taking our children somewhere or going on a vacation or you know giving gifts I'm talking about making an impact, making a difference. And that could be charitable, right? Philanthropic, that impacts your living legacy, that that impacts your legacy when you're gone. Right. I've talked to a lot of people who have never been philanthropic, have never volunteered, even yeah. and haven't even donated financially. Yeah. And I'm trying to get people to change and think differently about that living legacy. What can you do today and tomorrow and ongoing to impact that? So I do posture myself where I'd say, Darwin, now you know, I want to be indispensable to you. So it's said, you know, I've got a guy. So you've got a guy that I've developed a global network, a strange network, an unusual network, and, and I could be helpful at a, on a business level and a personal level. Right. I just met someone yesterday and they said, look, you know, thanks so much you're going to make these introductions here's something i actually need for my business it was this international need i s- said do you know anyone does this i said yes i do and i'm going to make wow. the introduction i did it within 30 minutes after our call i was able to make this introduction to solve an international need that she had so i am that indispensable i always say challenge me give me something weird and unusual. <laughs> and, and i've shared this internally at my 20 billion dollar company and, and I, I want that word to spread, that I like to help other people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's on the business level and the personal level. And all these things together impact your living legacy and when you're no longer here. And so it, it's great to be here and work hard 70 hours a week and make money and, and go on trips. But what else do you want to do? What, what do you want to leave behind?
1: Wow. Wow. I just think that is, I mean, you know, meeting you, blessing to my heart. Uh, really glad to know you, my friend. I think, I just think that is, I just got back from Liberia three weeks ago. So that's the fourth charity that uh, SSI supports and the clinic there. I mean, the story is just absolutely phenomenal. Somebody could be making $140,000, $160,000 over here that had a near-death experience in their homeland because the access to healthcare is so bad and they Basically, they're living at the lowest level of, you know, Maslow's hierarchy now. Like, they go over to the clinic and, you know, heat up water to clean themselves. They have no utilities in this room. Nobody would know that. They invested everything in this clinic to try to give back because access there is. um, And I was over there, uh, you know, we helped them get an ultrasound machine, which a lot of these clinics don't have. They are not self-sustaining, but... If we can get them a portable x-ray machine, which would be that nobody has over there, which would be $120,000 technology-wise brand new, that we could get, you know, a used one for $40,000. Uh, if we can get them a, a chem CBC diagnostics, all of a sudden, by the end of the year, they could be self not only self-sustaining, but they could help more people that don't have insurance um, there. And there's a lot of cool things, I think, that are going to come from that. But the entire clinic, uh, which uh, – Dr. Afonso, uh, he was messaging me today. Um, physicians, nurses, everybody—the labor cost is three hundred fifty dollars a month, American. Like, that's incredible. And so, yes, being able to impact and bring blessings to other people—I think what you just said is just phenomenal. So
0: you're doing it. You're doing it. And you're living it. So that's why. That's why I immediately, you know, liked you when I met you and. Yeah, I mean, you, you light up a room, Darwin, so you have that giving nature to you. I don't think, you know, NCG is new to you, but I think you've been living NCG, uh, and I think you're just going to continue to do more.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I, I'd like to think that, but I, again, that's why I wanted to have you on here, and it is about plugging your book because there's nobody that couldn't benefit from your book, and not just, it's not just about corporate cultures of companies. Uh, you know, my, my kids... You know, we talked about that and getting set up in college, people in retirement, its just a better way. I I think it's a great manual for how to live on networking and focusing on other people. And then all those blessings come back and we're all better off for it. So thank you so much for your time and your kindness and coming on and, and sharing your thoughts.
0: Thank you, Darwin. My pleasure. All right, my friend. Have a great day. You too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the SSI Executive Conversations podcast. If you'd like to see more, please follow us on LinkedIn and subscribe to our YouTube and RSS. Visit shurigsolutions.com to learn more about SSI and receive a complimentary consultation.